0: Welcome to the Beef Edge, the Chagas Beef Podcast, for all your latest news, information, and advice for Irish beef farmers. I'm Catherine Egan, and on this week's episode, with silage harvesting taking place over the coming weeks, I'm joined by Michael Moroni, Chief Executive of Farm Contractors of Ireland. With over 10,000 employed operating machines on farms and €630 million spent by farmers on contracting services, I find out how best to prepare for silage 2022 when it comes to covering the pit handling of bales, and the cost of making silage. Michael, you're very welcome. Contractors have a busy season ahead with silage being cut in the coming weeks, and every farmer wants the contractor on their farm the fine day. What steps can farmers take now to plan ahead?
1: you're right, uh, the silage is about to begin and in some places it has started. And uh, talking to some of our members from around the country, uh, the indications are that, that a good deal of activity will begin this weekend uh, and the weather looks good. And uh, so contractors are are looking forward. At this time of the year, there's great enthusiasm and uh, the smell of fresh, fresh grass generally uh, gets people into into a heightened state of, of, of ac- action. And so you can see that silage harvesting teams will begin in earnest, I'd say from Friday of this week. Uh, In terms of what people can do, I suppose the key message in all these uh, situations is a level of communication. So it's really important that both the farmer and the contractor have uh, a good flow of communication. There's a good understanding of what each other has to do. And that makes sure that uh, the work is carried out efficiently and uh, equally important is carried out with due regard for the most safe work practices on the farm. So the important part points, I suppose, to, to communicate is from the contractor's point of view, uh, he needs to be able to, or she needs to be able to communicate with the farmer about where the team will be working, wh- what time they'll be coming, where and when they'll be coming, and they should give the farmer the, the mobile number uh, of the key, their lead person on the team, just in case there's any situation that they know who to contact for the, in that event. Uh, I think the other key points, and we're always conscious of safety, is that they, uh, the contractor needs to agree with the farmer that no, strictly no children or passengers will be carried in machine cabs. And uh, that's for safety reasons, but also we're aware that COVID hasn't gone away. And uh, just in order to protect everybody in society from that as well, uh, for for the present and for into the future, uh, there are children on farms. Uh, very soon we'll be into a June Bank holiday weekend where there'll be a lot of activity in farms, and it's important that uh, that if there are children on the farm, that there is uh, some preparation made for where how they will be cared during the process of silage making. It it creates a huge atmosphere, a huge excitement on many farms, and children are obviously attracted to the large machines, etc. But it's really important that there's a plan put in place to care for the children during that particular period there's some of the areas that i suppose need to be highlighted catherine
0: that's great michael and i suppose for farmers that are cutting in the coming weeks i know you've mentioned you just started on some farms what can the farmer actually do in relation to the silage ground to, to to prepare for the silage season now
1: Well, at at this stage, in terms of the silage ground, is is probably uh, just little opportunity for preparation. We would have suggested back in March and April that that silage ground uh, that's landed close for silage that would be rolled, uh, and and there would be. I suppose a bit of a check done on fields just to make sure that there's nothing in there that is likely to cause damage to machines or an obstruction. And and we're really conscious of that at the moment for for two particular reasons. One relates to the issues around Brexit and supply chain issues. Spare parts are more difficult uh, to get for machines. They're slower the logistics, the, the, the flow chain is a little bit slower. So if, if there's a machine breakdown, there's no guarantee that the part will be available overnight, despite the best efforts of the machinery supply companies. And that's particularly important in, in terms of, of where we are for the future. Uh, so that's, that's one key component And and, you don't want a situation whereby there's a, uh, something is picked up by a machine, which in turn delays the whole process of silage making, even part, part through the process. So for example, if the, the grass is, is cut and it's and tatted it's or turned and it's on the ground, and then the machine picks up something, the harvester, which delays the whole process, you know, we're really all conscious of the impact that it has on silage quality. So a little bit of preparation, make sure that's done, prepare in terms of gateways, make sure the gates are open and that the gateways are in a good condition that there's good access and in some cases you know to make sure that road access to the road and visibility is important because tractors and trailers are coming out on the public road with the load of silage with the objective to achieve high output and therefore we have to be conscious of all road users during this period.
0: That's correct Michael and I suppose really we're looking at farmers that are making a pit silage maybe first what are the main tips that farmers should be aware of when they're making a pit of silage?
1: I think it's important that the the pit is prepared, and and there's you know there's is some time to get that done that the pit is cleaned and power washed out so there's no contamination from previous silage or if you're putting silage on top of some of last year's and, and that is the will be the case in some situations to make sure that the face of the pit is clean uh, and that there's no wastage or or deteriorated silage in the area so that the fresh grass going in is going in on a clean base so that would be the first thing. We'd uh, also would would be helpful if if uh, um, you know, if, if when it comes to the covering the pit, that if there are tyres being used, etc., that they are cleaned, that, that they're left accessible. Um, well, in many cases, it, it can be difficult in terms of handling tyres. It's particularly important that the tyres are accessible if they're being used to cover the pits, and they are still in many cases. But it's also important that they're clean a little bit because those tyres have been lying around all over the winter and uh the, the drivers, the operators are coming out of tractor cabs, modern cabs in this day and age, and the, the kind of difficulties for them to try and wade through an area where tyres maybe have been thrown into a heap and then to get back into a tractor cab with both their clothes and their footwear soiled and have to spend the rest of the day in it. It's, it's just not fair and it's not a good way of working.
0: Michael, what can farmers do in relation to getting the slab ready for the pit of silage, in relation to getting the piping ready for effluent channels, etc.?
1: Well, the the advice would be uh, uh, to, to follow the the protocols. Most pits, in in terms of pit silage, you know, will have the appropriate drainage system and piping system in place. Again, before the grass goes in, make sure that that's all cleaned out. Uh, make make sure that there will be adequate flow. Uh, from the, from any seepage out of the pits and hopefully for the first particular, particularly for the first few weeks when we're we're looking at a good weather forecast this week perhaps the level of effluent will be lower but if we run into a wet period as we all know the effluent uh, volumes will increase significantly so it's important that the the systems are in place to take away the effluent and that it's managed and it's stored appropriately and safely in order that we 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 need to be conscious of the environment at all times as well
0: And you mentioned there the actual covering of the pit. What issues have you seen on farm year on year? And what can farmers do to maximise the preservation and minimise waste on the pit?
1: Just at the outset, what we have seen is that we've seen um, a situation where in many cases... the the number of animals on the farm has increased, particularly on dairy farms. And I know this related this this podcast relates to, to bee farmers to, to a greater extent. But on many dairy farms we've seen the expansion of, of numbers, cattle numbers, but we haven't necessarily seen an expansion of the pit area. So our concern has been for the last few years that a lot of pit heights have increased. Uh, machines are are loading silage pits at a significantly dangerous height. And, and there is a lot of concern among contractors about about this issue. So I suppose it's not it's not timely to suggest increasing pit sizes, but it's it is timely uh, to be aware of the dangers associated with filling pits that are excessively high. Once that's done. Uh, I think it's important that there's an understanding as to how the pit is covered and the farmer and the contractor need to agree as to who will do it um, and then will there be support or help or assistance available to the contractor and his team in order to carry out the pit covering process and again the, the advice would be to unroll the, the plastic and, and the, the primary advice would be to use new plastic a new sheet of plastic each year uh, to unroll that plastic in advance and then roll it up again in order that it will be accessible to covering the pit and in in most cases and many cases, the contractor will be able to provide uh, a loader service to, to to add additional weights or what's needed in order to maintain that the integrity of that cover over the winter period.
0: Yeah, I suppose Michael, it comes back to assess on what amount of silage will fit in the actual pitch and if necessary, bales will have to be made.
1: Yeah, and that was a, that was a situation last year. That in in situations like that, uh, there's more flexibility in terms of storage of bales, um, and and again, uh, you know producing bale silage is, is considered you know, a good opportunity in many cases because the bale silage as a product is a more saleable feed. It's a little bit more flexible than the pit silage. Um, and I'm not saying it's necessarily cheaper uh, because costs have increased significantly, but it does give a bit of flexibility and it's something that needs to be considered when the pit heights are at a dangerous level.
0: What issues have you seen, Michael, when it comes to stacking of bales on farms?
1: Stacking bales, the the issues we've seen relate to stability of the stack, and it's important that the the stack is built correctly, but also in relation to the location of the stack. Uh, And we're particularly conscious, both in terms of bale and in terms of pit silage, of the issues around uh, uh, power cables, network network cables from ESB networks. And uh, it's important that bales are not stacked under electrical power lines where there is a risk of damage to, uh, you know, of electrocution, essentially, with, with particularly with, with the bigger tractors with higher loaders, et cetera. But that risk is equally so in terms of the field. And we put in a programme last year and the year before, and we'll be repeating it this year, where our members will send us a pin locating areas that they identify as where those low power lines in the field. And this relates particularly to silage harvesters and the shoot of harvesters as, as the machines have got bigger. And we've communicated that message to ESP networks and uh, they have responded in all cases, they've examined where there are low power lines and we'd urge all farmers to make ESP networks aware of such situations uh, into the future. Their response has been good, their efficiency in terms of dealing with them has been very good and it's, it's a process and an engagement that we want to continue.
0: Michael, obviously costs have risen dramatically this year. Can you talk through the changes you've seen in prices this year compared to last year?
1: I suppose that generally prices have increased across the board and uh, contractor costs have increased very significantly in the last 12 months. Um, we would have had examined some uh, guideline in terms of charges back in November. And that at that point, uh, diesel was being charged at 75 cent a litre. Uh, many, we do a weekly survey of, of our contractors on their diesel charges. Our average price last week was 130 a litre. Uh, so that's a significant increase uh, since November. And, and many contractors are, are looking at maintaining the charges but putting in a surcharge based on fuel consumption. So there is a, a, a significant awareness of fuel consumption among tractors at the moment. Um, your typical contractor tractor has probably a fuel tank capacity of about 300 litres. And at work, such as baling with the combination type baler, uh drawing silage, mowing silage, et cetera, uh, you're looking at a situation where a full tank of diesel will be consumed today. So what that has meant is that your tank of diesel last year at at say at 75, you know, at 75 cents per liter uh, was was costing you somewhere somewhere in the region of 225 euro. And this that same tank of diesel is now going to cost you, you know. 300 nearly 400 euro just for the day for the diesel alone so these are some of the significant costs but it's not just related to diesel cathode Uh, for example tire costs have increased by 50 percent at least across the board and many of the machinery parts like bearings replacement parts all of those component part prices have increased significantly and many farmers are quite aware of that but for contractors who are going high output those costs have increased very significantly and they need to be taken on board. So we are suggesting to, to, to contractors that they make a very transparent uh, uh, process in line for their customers and that they put in a fuel surcharge, but that they include it on the invoice for the work done.
0: I suppose you have touched on particularly the health and safety viewpoint from having children on the farm, but for contractors and farmers that are busy and working long hours, what message have you have for listeners?
1: The lesson is that you know we are aware of the reality that contractors will be working long hours over the next couple of weeks uh, but it's important that they they are they a- adhere to to good standards of health and safety and that people take a break on occasions and you know we are all aware of the urgency to get the crop in uh, but we need to be equally aware of the urgency of maintaining our own health and safety and that of our employees so you know we we'd certainly encourage Our members that they look at their work practices and they provide an opportunity for their staff to take a break at some stage during the day and in many cases there will be a lunch break in, in in the middle of the day or a dinner break and and a break later on but it's important i know it's urgent We all know that it's a fight against the weather, but it's equally important that you maintain your health at all times. And and from that point of view, um, that's why I made the comment earlier about with regard to children, but also with regard to if we're dealing with pit silage, to be be aware of the the need for other people to stay off the pit, because in all cases we have loading shovels. Visibility in some cases is not that easy. Uh, So, you know, have nobody else on the pit other than the people who are operating the machines that's a priority until you're at the point of covering the pit uh, and then obviously you will you will need some additional people but also to be aware you know in terms of uh the the the, the dangers or the risks associated with bale silage and you know on the hillside areas the dangers associated with moving bales uh the dangers associated with people uh, children jumping on bales you know they're It is a risky process and it is a period of high risk and there needs to be heightened awareness of those risks across every farm just in the next couple of weeks.
0: Thanks very much, Michael, and the best of luck with the busy silage season ahead. Thank you, Catherine. That's all for this week's episode. You can catch up on all other shows and interviews from the Beef Edge podcast on the Chagas website at chagas.ie. Or you can listen on Apple and Google Podcasts as well as Spotify. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so you never miss a show. For all other updates from our beef programme, keep an eye on our Twitter and Facebook pages. Until next time, I'm Catherine Egan and thanks for listening.